Hello, friends. Happy Wednesday, and welcome back to another episode of P for Podcast. My name is Laura, and thank you so much for joining us today. This is a very special episode for me solely because I am getting to interview my roommate, my sorority big, one of my best friends, one of my bridesmaids. I mean, this person means the absolute world to me, and I know she's going to bring a lot to the table for y'all. Her name is Kendra Bird. And she's my token honest friend. I have a couple, but Kendra really stood out to me because she just does it in a way that is so loving and personal. And she really brings the best to her friendships in terms of how much she cares about them. So let's get to it. Here's my conversation with Kendra. Hello, everyone. Hello, Harley. Hello, Kendra Bird. Hey! <laughs> Look that you waved. <laughs> they can feel it through the microphone. They sure. can. So, Kendra and I are roommates. Yep. And we're big and little. Yep. And get this, we have known each other for almost seven years. That's wild. Real wild. It's, I mean, it's amazing. But also I feel like I've known you like much longer. So yes, that's it makes sense. But then it's like, oh, that's it. That's it. <laughs> Seven years and we're how old? We won't say that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Kendra's here to talk about honesty. And if you know Kendra, you know that there's no one better to talk about honesty than Kendra because she is a lot of people's token honest friend without even trying. <laughs> Which is why we love her so much. <laughs> I honestly, that makes me feel so good. But I'm like, am I? <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> yes. I don't know what that says about me. <laughs> that says nothing but good things. But we'll talk about assumptions of the honest friend soon, because mm-hmm. I feel like there's a lot. Um, For sure. So to start off, tell us who you are, uh, what you do, and what is something that you collect. Okay, um, my name's Kendra, like Laura mentioned. I work in PR at an advertising agency. And something I collect. So I was thinking on this, and I really don't collect anything on purpose. Mm. Um, I subconsciously collect notebooks. Okay. And pens and things. Yes. Um, just if you go in my drawer in my room, you'll find like a ton and... I am always confused on what what notebook I use for work and whatnot. So I guess that counts. It does count. Practical things that you collect. Yep. And journals are fun because there's a million different types. And then you just have a million of them and you don't realize, but you keep buying them. Yes. That's my issue is that I'll (laughs) see some on Amazon. I'm like, I need this. Or Target's the worst. Right? Yeah. The dollar section. It's not my friend. It's it's brutal. (laughs) Or have you been to Paper Source? I have not, but I have mm. walked past it mm. and kept going because I didn't want to spend too much there. Once you walk in, time just kind of, you lose it. Like, you don't know what day it is, what year, but you've been in there for six months. <laughs> that, that's just, I believe it. I believe it's it. addicting. Um, okay, let's do this. Let's talk honesty. Okay, so the Merriam-Webster definition is fairness and straightforwardness of conduct, okay. which I think is 
yeah, I think that does a pretty good job of explaining what honesty is. I feel like I usually have a, a stipulation for these, but not this one. It, I feel like that's pretty legit. <laughs> yeah. Um, pretty to the point. Would you say that is accurate? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Perfect. Good job, Webster. <laughs> Nailed it. Very, it's a straightforward definition. <laughs> yeah, because sometimes people can try and misconstrued things to yeah. fit whatever they wanted to want to believe. So, which is good job, Webster. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Okay, so let's go to biblical. Awesome. Compellingtruth.org says, or has an article called, What Does the Bible Say About Honesty? And they say, Our speech and our conduct are meant to reflect the character of God. He is truthful and loving. When we are honest in all we do, we reflect that nature. Yes, 100%. Mic drop. I know, wow. And so when I was kind of like going over this... um, before we decided to sit down and do this. In I our living said room? Meet, <laughs> as if it took me too many steps to come meet you here. From but the kitchen I, to here. Yeah, I kind of felt convicted a little bit because, yeah, it's so easy to be honest with other people, but the most, the hardest person to be honest with is yourself. And I mm. think sometimes I definitely can relate to that. And so... Without knowing, you, you kind of made me challenge, or you kind of challenged me to look into this in, in, my, in my internal. Yeah, yeah. I, I love that because that's a really good point. It's like we talk about how important it is to be honest with your friends and your family, but when it comes to being honest with yourself about maybe some things that you need to work on, or maybe mm-hmm. just in general, like realizations you haven't been able to come to yet. Yeah. I, yeah, that's really, really hard. Yeah. And I found that to be kind of a pattern with all of these words. It's just like preaching it to other people. Okay, sure. But Mm -hmm. then once you reflect back to yourself, it's like, whoa, I need to do some self eval big time. I I especially felt that with the discipline and giving last week (laughs) because I was like, okay, I need to do better about both of these things. Discipline killed me. Oh yeah. I'm like... (laughs) Do you really want to yell at me right now? I was like, Callie, <laughs> speak the truth, but it hurts. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a tough one. Yes. And I mean, I'll say everyone that comes on the podcast is nothing but honest with who they are and what they're going through and dealing with. So shout out to all the ladies that have been on thus far. <laughs> um, but that being said, I mean, self-reflection is already hard in itself. So honesty by nature is hard. Mm -hmm. So why, I mean, besides that, why do we struggle so hard with honesty in all ways? I think the short answer in that is just because the truth isn't pretty. Yeah. And so, especially nowadays when we have Instagram and everything to kind of curate to make look pretty, we're like really hesitant to sit down and address the ugly yeah um so I I think that's and I I don't know any person on the planet who would disagree with that yeah you know Mm -hmm. but I agree that's the long and short of it do you think quarantine has kind of amplified our flaws a little bit 100% I mean we're sitting here (laughs) with your thoughts Luckily, yeah. I've like if you have a roommate because I have you. Yes. it's not like a hundred percent of the time. Right, but definitely there's been a good bulk of time where I'm like, okay, seriously, what am I doing? Where am I going? Yeah. What do I need to work on? Mm-hmm. All sorts of things. 
And I feel like when you're stuck in a pandemic, especially one that spreads the way that COVID does, you have to think of others. Mm -hmm. And I know, I mean, we talked about this with generosity. It's just, it's not always that easy to Mm -hmm. just put on a mask because it's inconvenient to you. So this is us saying, put on a mask. (laughs) Yeah. The good kind. Yes. The good kind, please. Yes. But yeah, I, I mean, quarantine I mean, it's, it's isolated, right? Mm -hmm. Like even we have, of course, Kendra and I have literally spent every single day together for like four months, (laughs) but, um, even with a roommate, sometimes it's hard. Like when you're just in your room and you haven't really left your room or the living room, Mm -hmm. I mean, not having like a space to just go and think about other things that aren't stressful can be really hard. Yeah. So hang in there, everybody. Yeah. I mean, and I also think that's kind of what the beauty of what yeah this quarantine has done I feel like a lot of the things that I've been able to do I wouldn't have been able to do if we were still in the hustle and bustle of normal life definitely and like you said like there's just been a lot that we've had to just be vulnerable vulnerable about like I know everyone across the country is losing jobs Mm -hmm. or they're away from family Mm -hmm. or you know just really scared so I feel like, it, like even with you, I've been able to just express that a little more because I have had no one else to do that with. Yeah, so definitely, yeah. it's a double-edged sword. Yeah, but that's good to be able to see the beauty in it and yeah. to know that regardless of how long this takes, on the other side, you're not going to be the same. And what's important is to make sure that that's for the better. Right, and we don't, we won't have time like this again. Right. So. <laughs> Sorry. Harley's been crawling all over and is now nooked behind us <laughs> per usual. He loves his Auntie Kendra. Um, so what's it like being the honest friend? <laughs> I guess it depends on the friend you ask. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, I have some friends who like really appreciate it and are always saying thank you so much for being that way and not really holding back on the truth. And I don't, I think I do a good, or I try to do a good job about doing it in a loving way. Mm-hmm. But I think sometimes if I am sick of like kind of repeating myself, sure. once you've asked, I can get kind of abrasive. Abrasive. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to the, my friends <laughs> I've done that to. Um, but, you know, it's just, it's hard because. You want to be honest, but then you you also I also struggle with wanting to not hurt people's feelings. Yeah. So there's certain things that I'm like, would I rather just hold back on the truth a little bit instead of telling the truth, or would I rather, you know, just get it out there and put it out in the open? Because I mean, if you asked, I'm gonna just <laughs> put the disclaimer that it might not be what you wanted. Yeah. So do you have to kind of customize that per friend? Yeah. Is that exhausting? No, because I don't even think I... It's not something I think too hard on. Okay, good. So, I mean, there's been times where I'm, I've am i felt like God, like, nudge me to be like, okay, you need to be honest. Yeah. And then there's usually... But that's happened maybe once or twice, but usually it will just spill right out of me. Mm-hmm. Which is funny because when you asked me to do this episode and this letter, 
I was like, I wish I want to tell my mom and dad that you asked me to do honesty because growing up, I really struggled with lying all the time. I don't mm. know why it would. Ju- I would be like, nope, the sky's orange. Like it just, <laughs> I don't know what was going through my mind. So yeah. it's been something that I think I've had to work on, and I'm glad sure. to see that it's been better. But again, it's easier to do it with your friends or sure. family external because you're not <laughs> you're not talking to yourself. But right. Yeah, no. I definitely think it depends on who who we're talking to at the moment. Okay, so I think it's hilarious that you used to be a liar because I literally had no idea and would never have pegged you as that kind of person like ever. Um, but was there like a moment in time where you realized, okay, I lie a lot and I shouldn't do that. And I'm just going to completely twist it and be the honest person. Was there a moment that kind of made you realize that's what you wanted to do or that's how you wanted to be with your friends and family? Um, this is kind of a two part answer. Love it. So I think when I was growing up, when I was getting in trouble all the time, I was like, mm. okay, seriously, I got to stop because <laughs> I wasn't able to go out with my friends. Like I yeah. grounded the consequences really pushed me to be like, okay, like Fair seriously, enough. do you not want to do anything? <laughs> and then with my friends, I think in high school I grew up and this is probably why I did it at home. I, I don't really know. Mm-hmm. Um, but hindsight is twenty twenty. But I think when I was in high school and junior high with my friends, I always felt like I really couldn't be myself to the point yeah. where I would hold in a lot or mm-hmm. like just do whatever to appease people. Mm-hmm. And then when I got to college, I was like, I'm in this new place. I don't know anybody. And I don't I, I could have the opportunity to not really care as much what they think. And mm-hmm. I think that's what was so great about going off to college and meeting all new friends. Because I don't know if I would have done that had I stayed home and yeah. really just reinvented myself, I guess. Not that I reinvented myself, but it was just like kind of freeing to be like, okay, I'm going to make friends here who are my friends because they truly care about me and they know me. I love Instead that. of, you know making friends because oh we went to the same school or I felt like I had to put on a certain persona Mm -hmm. for you to like me so I think that's where that began okay well I love that going to college to not change who you are but Mm -hmm. just almost love who you are and then the people that matter are gonna love you too yeah I love that (laughs) I do love you for who you are This is actually R for romance. Um, (laughs) So it kind of went from like having to tailor your personality in more of like a negative way to just fit in, which I mean, we all can relate to in high school and middle school or whatever. And then to just tailoring, I mean, the honesty in itself, like tailoring to the people to know how to love them properly. Like, how are they going to respond? And I feel like that's a true testament to who you are, because that means you're listening Mm -hmm. and you're making mental notes of how people react. And I think that's a really awesome trait to have in a friend, Mm -hmm. which just goes to show why it's so important to have friends like Kendra, because they're actively listening to what you're saying and they want to help you. So if you ask for help, and they give you help and you don't like it, maybe sit on that for a little bit and actually think about it before getting mad. Would you would you appreciate that? Yeah, for sure. And you know, it's you can't control the reactions of yeah. other people. So if you get upset or you may not like what I say, 
um, I can think of a few times where I just was like, well, to be honest, I can't really care that much because I'm telling you the truth. Right. You care Um, and you want them to know. Exactly. But every time that has happened, I usually get some sort of text or like conversation afterwards saying like, hey, you were really like on point with this. Thanks for being honest and not and just being faithful in that aspect. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, be mad if you want to. It would make me mad if somebody was really putting a mirror on myself. (laughs) But, you know, it's it's human. Oh, yeah, definitely. So what are some common misconceptions of the honest friend? Because I I did some research on this because I was curious and I found a lot of stuff like they don't have emotions, they're just mean, like all this stuff. And I feel like honest friends probably carry even more emotion than a normal person. Mm-hmm. 1,000%. I, <laughs> I've been called mean and like very, just like emotionless. I think sometimes that's like the first thing people will go to. Mm. And like, I don't mean to bring this in, but it's very natural right now. But, like, even the race thing, because yeah. I am African-American, it's already, like, something that is stereotypical. Oh, like, yeah. black women don't. Angry black women Exactly, that we don't have emotions or anything like that. But I care so deeply yeah. about everyone in my life. Like, I don't think anyone that is in it can say differently. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'll just... I think that's one of the misconceptions is that we don't care. And I, and I try to say, like, hey, I'm not saying this to hurt your feelings or, you know, just kind of making sure I put that disclaimer out there. But, yeah, yeah I think that is one huge one. Um, I think a lot of people think we like. <laughs> You're just looking for a exactly, reason. Like, to- just wanting to. <laughs> but that's not the case. So, yeah. um, I don't know. It's hard. But it's not something that. Like, sitting down talking about it now makes it seem like, oh, my gosh, wow, a lot goes into it. But it comes so easily to me, which I'm mm-hmm. thankful for, because mm-hmm. if you would have told me as a teenager, if I would have been able to be so open, mm-hmm. I would have been like, no. <laughs> so that just shows me yeah. that, one, God has really placed people in my life, like, good people who allow me to do that. Yeah. And um, that's something I'm really grateful for, because I don't think I, I, I never had that before so yeah and if we if like what like the quote says our speech and our conduct are meant to reflect the character of God Mm -hmm. like that's a heavy weight to bear and Mm -hmm. I think even if you are the honest friend that's hard and I mean it's almost like I think honest friends in confrontation tend to be pushed together Mm -hmm. when they don't necessarily need to be like I don't it's not like you guys are going out there like pointing at random people on the street saying, oh, that shirt looks awful on you. Mm-hmm. Oh, I bet you have a crap personality. Like, yeah. you're coming at it from a place of tough love, and I think that's why it's hard for people is because it is tough. But at the end of the day, it probably is something that you need to hear. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely had a friend, and I'll try not to say names. <laughs> um, in high, I, We grew up together, and she was, like, in a very committed relationship with her boyfriend. Mm. She was, She's younger than me. Mm-hmm. And she was, like, living with his family at the time and just kind of, you know, if if you're a Christian, you know the Bible t- calls us not to live bef- together before marriage. Mm-hmm. And um, it was one of those moments where I was like, oh, God, why do I have to be the messenger for this? <laughs> like, can't you just have her read the scripture where right. it says that? And looking back now, like, how great the 
it probably held so much more weight when it came from me mm-hmm. because like I like anyone here if you tell me something that's in the bible I'm gonna be like oh here we go like I don't really <laughs> feel like hearing that but yeah from like your peers it really does hold so much weight and I'm glad that I didn't let like fear of being like that person yeah stop me from saying that yeah it reminds me of uh that group that would come to SFA and just like stand in the middle right outside of uh the student center and just like yell what they call I mean they thought it was the absolute truth and they're trying to give I wouldn't even call it love. I was going to say they were extremists. It was absolute extremists. And like, they're preaching this idea of what they say the Bible says. Like someone literally got yelled at for wearing Nike shorts and called a slut. Yeah. Yeah. Or like a prostitute for wearing Nike shorts. Yeah. They, they were not okay. (laughs) And that's like, that's the unhealthy side of honesty. And I think a lot of, um, People who beat the Bible into non-believers, that's what they do. Is They're just like, well, the Bible says this, so you can't blah, blah, blah. And it's like, do you think that's actually doing any good? Because if they're not a natural, automatic believer in God, I really don't think that's going to do a whole lot. Yeah, especially when you're lying, too. Because yeah. can you please pull up where in the Bible it says <laughs> Nike shorts are back? <laughs> but, you know, that's like the thing right. that are, like, so frustrating sometimes is just, like, oh, you're trying to reach people. And, mm-hmm. like, I want to tell my friends about it. But they're like, no, too by the book, too religious. Like, just it, mm. it really hurts the kingdom yes. at the end of the day. So. Yes. And I feel like we see a lot of that going on right now mm-hmm. of, like, fake Christians pushing fake messages out. Yeah. And it just makes the true believers look like trash, honestly, for lack of a better word. Yeah. And it sucks to see that everywhere on social media. And I think a lot of people want the Christian to be the enemy, but if they're the right kind of Christian and a true Christian, it's all love. Yeah. <laughs> no matter what you do or decisions you made in the past I Mm -hmm. think the church needs to emphasize that more instead of focusing on what people are doing wrong right false honesty in quotations wrong yes definitely in quotations (laughs) wrong um so I I mean that kind of ties into the next question of how can we be honest and loving at the same time what does that look like I think just be really Focused on who you're talking to. Mm-hmm. Um, this, I mean, I don't, I don't think too hard on this, but, and again, this also ties into what we learned growing up on treat people how you want to be treated. Yes. And if you would rather someone tell you something gently, you tell others things gently. Yeah. I, I don't know why. I mean, sometimes things happen and it comes out in a harsh way and mm-hmm. you can apologize, but just kind of. Just set it straight and just be like, hey, this is what's on my heart. This is, I value you and our friendship and I want to see you do well. And I feel like XYZ is hindering you or, mm-hmm. you know, something along those lines. It's just, don't be a jerk. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. at the end of the day. I think sometimes another thing that people who are labeled the honest friend, they kind of take it really literally and use that as an excuse to say whatever they want Mm. and that's not the case you can't just talk to anyone because they expect you to be so blunt all the time be very careful with your words so that's a great point yeah that's a really good point um so it really is like 
a level of maturity to be a healthy, honest friend then. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, because immature people are going to... I feel like it will reflect if you're immature because usually you're saying whatever you're saying for yourself Mm, instead mm -hmm. of doing it for the other person's benefit. Because if you're just truly wanting to put someone else down, you're gonna be you're gonna say whatever you can to hurt their feelings. But if you really want to see other people grow and um, not be on the path of destruction, then you're gonna be very honest and loving and say, "How can I help you in this?" You know, just something very productive. Yeah. Yep, I love that. So, are there some tips? Cause like, okay. So for me, I tend to coddle people a little bit more. It's, I think it's just like, it's in my nature to just mm-hmm. want everybody to be happy and yeah. not, I mean, if there needs to be conflict, I'll embrace it. Yeah. But if I like, if I have friends that are like, I don't know what to do. And I have, what I'll think is like, I have a very harsh statement in my head that mm-hmm. I want to just say and be like, you're being absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. But then I twist it into something that I think is almost, um, I don't want to say enabling, but doesn't necessarily get the point across the way it should be. So what are some tips for people like me who really just don't know how to walk that fine line of too honest and not enabling? Yeah. Um, I think just start with like taking a step back and not saying anything like directly. Mm -hmm. Another good point is to make sure that you're doing it in the right setting. Like certain things you shouldn't be saying with everybody there. You know what I mean? Like we have a group of friends but I would never say things that I wanted to say to you privately mm-hmm. in front of all of them just yep. because we're all friends it's time just, and place exactly um so yeah just make sure so take a step back to make sure that one if let's say you're angry about it or it's something that's really frustrating to you you have time to like chill out yeah <laughs> you know and then kind of gather your words before you say them I'm really big on like writing thoughts down and then kind of manipulating them in a way that is better delivery yeah um and then I just honestly as I would try to remember that as hard as it is sometimes it's better to just rip the band-aid off Mm -hmm. than just walk around feeling like you left something unanswered or on the yeah. table. I think there's certain things that friends ask us and we'll be like, oh, I don't want to say that I think that's wrong because mm-hmm. I don't want to hurt her feelings. Yeah. But do you, you always, and this is like kind of morbid to me, but like I always want to make sure that if I leave a friend, I'm leaving them better in the sense that I don't know when the last time I see them mm-hmm. will be. And I don't yeah. want to make like feel like I didn't, leave anything unsaid or unheard so kind of prioritizing those things before saying something that's good advice I, I swear guys I've been I've ne- I intently listen to all of my interviewees but like I'm literally just like staring at her <laughs> nodding my head just like so <laughs> enticed with what she's saying so if you're driving make sure you're driving carefully yeah. um uh, that's great advice and I'll definitely take that to heart because it's in it's uncomfortable for people who aren't just naturally able to just mm-hmm. say what they want to say correctly yeah um but I mean, I, I'm sure that you've had experiences where maybe the person didn't receive it well and mm-hmm. it was a whole thing. Yeah. But then you can take that and 
file it away for future circumstances with all kinds of people. Yeah. And I mean, your friends are going to know when you're being, even if you're not being gentle, that you're, mm-hmm. you're coming from a good place. At mm-hmm. least I, I would hope. Right, yeah. Um, and I think that's another, that's back to what I was saying about having good people around me is that at the end of the day, I don't think any of my friends that have, like, been honest with have been like oh well she just really hates me <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah because true I don't and I I truly want the best for the, all my people so I wouldn't think too hard on delivery or what their response is going to be because their response will be whatever mm-hmm. that's I guess for God to handle yeah and not really you and I think Oof, that's a part yes. of a, a control thing is like we oh, always yeah. want to make sure we're in control of every situation and scenario yes. when it's truly impossible. Yes, preach it to the choir. That if is. Corona hasn't taught us anything, <laughs> we this don't year. know anything. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just now July. Yeah, he's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's really good. That's really really good. And it it does kind of come down to control. And I think that's part of my problem is just I always fear the reaction. Mm-hmm. And with me just being overly sensitive about um, people's feelings, like and. and abnormally sensitive when I don't have anything to do with the situation I'll somehow feel sorry for her. yeah I, I, it's weird no I totally get that um so that's really good that's a good reminder yeah um that's some truth to and me. that's okay it's not I I always really appreciate people like that because you care mm-hmm. and I think a lot of people who do who are like that they put a lot of thought into what they say and what they do very whereas people who are just reckless Oh yeah, that's are a good word. Just, they're they're not great. <laughs> <laughs> they're not ideal. Yeah. So maybe we're like the ultimate duo. Maybe that's right? why this has always worked. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> but I think we're also a lot alike. Yes. Out of like a lot of my friends, I think we agree pretty much on everything mm-hmm. and can if mm-hmm. not, we can kind of see each other's sides. I think yes. it's been it's always been a very open communication between us whereas sometimes it's usually really hard with other friendships so mm-hmm. oh, I think yeah. that's what that is it is what that is <laughs> I don't want to so we'll get off on a tangent here this is Kendra and I's last year's roommates this is our third year's roommates and like it's the like the last few months it's heartbreaking <laughs> I know it makes me really sad actually I can't think about it too long because then know. I'm gonna be like what am I gonna do fiancés are cool but roommates are cooler <laughs> I really, I really don't want to like Alex either because of this, but I know. it's it's fine. He's impossible to not like. Yeah. It's so annoying. Yeah. <laughs> um, one last question for you. Mm-hmm. Is it easier to be honest with friends or family? <laughs> I'm going to say friends. Yeah. I think so. Okay. I And I feel like probably because your family is not afraid to afraid to be true. right honest back you know like they so will go for the juggler and <laughs> it's just like I I would rather not yeah. you know yeah. and that's another thing that I feel like I'm working on a little bit more is just being like okay this has to be on all aspects of the spectrum not just like with my friends or with my family but also with myself you know so mm-hmm. you, you got it it is what it is yeah but yeah I think family is always going to be tough <laughs> it's Get, so tough and especially like siblings I don't think I don't know maybe this is just me but I grew up like not really thinking that there was anything to be honest with my parents about besides like oh where where were you or like the little things that I would 
not yeah. be honest about, but yeah, yeah, it's it's a weird, it's a weird situation. This sounds kind of morbid, but it's almost like your family's your family. So like saying the wrong thing and losing them hurts way more sometimes than saying the wrong thing to a friend, right? Because it's like at the end of the day, that's your family. Mm-hmm. Like that, that is your. Those are your people. Yeah, and your friends are too. But I mean, I had to say, you can always make more friends. Exactly. But like you can't. I mean, I can't get a new mom. Right. Or a new dad or a brother. Yes. I totally agree with that. But then also I think it's, um, you also know they're going to be there always. So it's like, that's how you can kind of flip it to be like, okay, I'm going to say this because (laughs) I'm your, right. I'm your sister. Yes. Someone's got to say it. You're stuck with me if you, whether you like it or not. So I don't know. Kind of two ways to look at it yep well this is amazing I like I said this has been an episode that I was really looking forward to just because it's for one I just love Kendra but for two it's just I feel like a lot of people either a have opinions of honesty that are not correct or b it's just something a lot of us are struggling with especially with our current climate it's just really hard to navigate being appropriately honest with love being the end result I guess is how I want to say that it's like you're not saying this to be mean you're Mm -hmm. saying this because you truly care and I think that's a point that Kendra has really brought home which I hope all of you are grateful for because I know I am yes I'm really like really thankful that you had me come talk about this topic Round of applause. Uh, Kendra, can we follow you anywhere on social media? Uh, if you want. Uh, I do. I really want. You can follow me on Instagram at kbizzle, K-B-Y-Z-Z-L. We will link that. We will link that. And Kendra has another Instagram that she doesn't always use. It's abandoned. I, Just it's abandoned. No. I don't even know if I have the password on my Instagram. <laughs> well, then we're just going to leave you people wondering. <laughs> if you find it. <laughs> There you follow go. it <laughs> definitely i will always follow it yeah. um okay well should we go uh eat some dinner and maybe watch the bachelor oh yeah for sure is it seven it's time <laughs> just about right i absolutely loved bringing kendra onto this podcast like Literally, guys, whenever we were recording this, I had to stop several times because I was genuinely just enticed with what she was saying and actively listening so much that I would forget what to ask her. And I just, I really value everything she has to say. And so I really hope that you guys were able to take this episode and really learn something from it that you can apply to your own lives, especially if you're the honest friend and you've got that title and that label. This is for you. This is to show you that you are so much more than that. Um, And I just, I'm really glad that we were able to do this episode with Kendra. But next week, I am starting a brand new project related to P for Podcast, of course. It's all in cahoots with each other. But me and a friend that you guys would know from the podcast are getting together to create a mini series that I'm really excited to share. I'm going to leave you wondering, but I promise we'll share it next week. The intro episode of it will be next Wednesday. Um, So in the meantime, maybe I'll drop some hints on Instagram. You'll just have to wait and see. 
but follow us at P for podcast on Instagram and we're the same on anchor and you can subscribe to our podcast on any of the platforms that you prefer, but that's all I've got guys. Thank you so much for listening and have a great rest of your week.